welcome to the Impact Play, impacting more than just gaming. We are your weekly source for the latest news, updates, discussions, and at times have debates that revolve in and around the video games industry. You can be a part of the live show experience over at twitch.tv backslash the Impact Play and by clicking on the notification bell so you will be notified when we do go live or later on YouTube or even on your favorite podcast platform. Just, just simply search for the Impact Play. I'm your show host, Muhammad, otherwise known as Is. I'm sorry. I'm your show host, Muhammad, otherwise known as It's Yagu. And this is episode 72. Next generation is almost upon us. And on this latest episode of the Impact Play, we will discuss everything that we are excited for the confusion, and even the top stories affecting the gaming industry today. So, let's go into the first segment of the show where we discuss what we have been playing, what we have been enjoying, what we're looking forward to, and just life in general. So, I've been uh, focusing, I've been playing different games, most mostly Modern Warfare is, uh, what's that, Warzone. I've been having a lot of fun with it lately. And what I've just started playing recently, new, is Watch Dogs 1, the original game. And I'm actually enjoying it, and it's my first time seeing like it's open world type game, kind of like Assassin's Creed, but with its own unique characteristics. And what I'm definitely looking forward to is two games: Black Ops Cold War, Black I'm sorry, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, and Spider-Man Miles Morales. I'm definitely looking forward to those two games. I will be playing them on the PlayStation Four. And Please go ahead and follow me now at twitch.tv backslash itsyagu, I-T-S-Y-A-G-O-O-H, a shameless plug, because I have more cosplays planned throughout the, by the end of the year. We literally have about two, less than two months left of 2020, and I have, I want to do at least two by the end of the year. So definitely follow me there, hit the notification bell as well, and that's essentially it, because I don't want to... I don't want to talk too much, but because I want to get into the nitty gritty of what's going on in the news industry related to the gaming side of things. So, let's get it. Without further ado, let's get back into it. We have reviews for Astro, Astro's Playroom, as well as Spider-Man Miles Morales. The embargo has been lifted, and now you'll you will see this everywhere. And this is the and the and Astro's review is coming over from Polygon. Astro's Playground is also so, is surprisingly a true love letter to PlayStation history. Each of the game's four main levels is littered with tiny nods to various PlayStation games, reenacted by adorable robots. Some are more obvious, like a robot with a bandana that pops out of a cardboard box, while others are more subtle, deep cuts to the retro library. I even stumbled upon artifacts hidden in the corners of a few levels that are... Uh, let me make this bigger. Uh, artifacts hidden in the corners of some levels that are actually just random pieces of PlayStation hardware from years, ag- from years gone by. Finally, it's a PlayStation 2 network adapter's time to shine. Once collected, these artifacts are sent back to the main hub of Astro's Playroom, where you can run and bounce on giant-sized versions of them. 
if you haven't been lucky your holiday season and this is if you were if you if you were uh have a playstation 5 this comes free with it as well uh, let's see what else we got like it shows off the features of it it's a fabulous platformer levels da -da 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 -da. it's like a six hour quote-unquote game even though it's not really a game it's just so it could test uh truly test out what the playstation 5 is capable of so let's see now let's go and go into miles morales as well this is coming over from the verge in a lot of ways, the latest Spider-Man game is similar to the PS4 hit from 2018. The game managed to capture the joy of being a web-slinger just about perfectly. Swinging through the streets of New York using webs to dispatch criminals and clinging to a ceiling as you sneak through a villain's base. Few games capture the sense of being a specific superhero the way Spider-Man did. The new spin-off which launches alongside the PS5 later on this week actually, offers all of those same elements, but in a refreshed way and it's all thanks to a new lead there are key differences between peter parker and miles morales as characters and this is a game that really understands that yes it is a spin-off that's slightly smaller in scale but it also represents an, an interesting twist on an already great game not just more of the same it's more about with a brand new twist Spider Miles Morales takes place not long after the original game, and at the offset, Peter and Miles are still working alongside one another as complementary Spider-Man. It seems the training has gone well. Soon enough, Peter abruptly announces that he's going on vacation for a few weeks, leaving Miles as New York's only web-slinger. The, at the same time, Miles and his mom have recently moved to Harlem, and he's still getting used to both the new neighborhood and his mother's budding political career. Oh, and the neighborhood is also under siege from both a seemingly evil technology corporation and a band of high-tech criminals called Underworld that look straight out of the, the Watch Dogs franchise. It's not exactly the best time to be a solo Spider-Man. Like the original, it's structured as a fairly standard open-world game with a big map full of points interest to seek out. Uh... The mainline storyline will take you about 10 hours to finish. Uh, the, and everything in general will take you about 20 hours, including the side quest. Uh, okay, let's see. Da, da, da. So essentially, the reviews look promising on these games. And I'm definitely looking forward to them. So, next... I'm sorry to say, I know Next Generation is all about convenience, but so far lately, even from day one, Sony has, like, their messaging has been confusing. They're not putting all features out at launch, and it looks like they're actually mimicking Google Stadia's staggered launch. And the PlayStation 5 is definitely following suit. It's definitely following that same lead that Google Stadia has. It promised a whole bunch of features. And then PlayStation 5 is doing the same thing. But yet, all these features are being supported, quote-unquote, at launch. So the first thing, it won't support SSD storage expansion at launch. So you, even though I, it has a second, slot, a, a second internal slot 
for another drive for you to put in but nothing will support it quote unquote at launch so let's read this article coming from the verge and this is just the first of many Sony says it's PlayStation 5 going virtual words far faster than ever before, thanks to one of the fastest SSD drives ever made. But it's not a particularly big drive. Sony has confirmed to The Verge that you won't be able to expand that blazing fast SSD storage on day one. While the PS5 features a dedicated internal slot that can theoretically fit standard disc-shaped M.2 SSDs and an easy way to access it, the slot will apparently be disabled out of the box. And this is res- and this is reserved for a future update. Sony tells The Verge, If you've been paying close attention to PS5 news, this won't be a big surprise. Mark Sony spent several minutes talking about SSD. Blah, 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 blah. And Cold, Cold War alone is almost 150 gigs. And you're only getting, I believe... Uh, a little over 600 gigabytes. So if you have all these high-end games that are coming on day one, and all these free-to-play games such as Fortnite, um, Warzone, and so on, all this is going to fill up your hard drive in no time. My hard drive alone, as soon as I got my PS4, the one terabyte drive, is literally on 600 gigabytes now because I had to delete a lot of these free-to-play games. It was just full of free-to-play games. One terabyte, and I'm sure this is gonna—it's not gonna be enough. And this is the next generation, and this is including 4K textures. Everything is gonna storage is gonna go if you have 4K, and it, and it won't even and the PS5 won't even support 1440 pixel. Like why? Like I don't understand why their messaging is confusing. Their consoles aren't quote-unquote as consumer-friendly or next-generation, even though it's blazing fast, their game's faster and a whole lot better, but at what cost? At what price? Come on, Sony, you you have five full generations to improve upon, but yet you're going rolling back on features? It's not the way to do it. And then I believe you can't even expand you can't even transfer ps5 save files on a backup drive either it, unless uh you don't have ps plus i know a lot of people do not but the ps4 allows you to back up to save files to external hard drive external usb drive what what have you the ps5 will not do that another backwards and, uh, like this generation is supposed to be back on Venus, but yet PS Sony is taking, it's definitely going backwards. This is everything that's going on lately that, that I've been seeing. That that all these all these news and articles that I've been following, Sony is definitely going backwards. But Microsoft is going forward. All their games have been tested, thousands and thousands of hours have been tested from their end, not from the developer side or on on the, or the studio side, but no, from Xbox themselves. They tested their backwards compatibility feature. All their games will be backwards compatible from the first ever generation. And then we also have certain game save data won't transfer over to the PS5. And 
like I don't, I don't understand why. Supposedly it was ten games, and now we have Ubi, U, uh, Ubisoft came out on their FAQs where certain uh, certain certain games of theirs will not be compatible via backwards compatibility on the PS5, and now they took that down because Sony and all this stuff, like all this messaging, has been confusing, and like it seems that it's just so backwards what's going on lately hey how are you welcome <laughs> it's like seriously like i don't understand it at all and this is the main re like i was actually considering getting the ps5 on launch but now i'm going back and i'm not gonna get it until at least a year in because i know that they're gonna have a second ps5 model and then on top of that all these features are are gonna be restricted to take fully <laughs> to to take full advantage of all these features you can't because you'll be locked but uh, like I don't understand it at all okay so without me like not venting and just complaining because like I <laughs> like I've been playing my PS4 since I first got it. I've been non-stop on it <laughs> so I I'm a gamer I'm I'm like I have the Nintendo I have an I have Nintendo Switch I have an Xbox One and I play on PC so I have I have play on four different consoles four different hardware platforms, but like I don't understand Sony's just backwards on like I know innovation they are but consumer friendly and then features and all this stuff they're definitely following Google's Google's footsteps unfortunately hope they. Take a look. Take a look and see that they're doing something wrong. That they have to improve on it, not just roll back on it. But yeah, next, more even more Sony news. PlayStation VR and PlayStation Five won't be uh, able to use on the console's upgraded camera. However, the company is providing a free adapter, so you can still use the original PS4 camera. And now there are there are bundles that are coming out in Japan as well as Europe. That includes the adapter for the PS4 camera, and just and but there's nothing about the US either. Let me see. Da, da, da. Yeah, this Japan announced two PSVR bundles. The variety pack bundle has the headset, the camera, the adapter, the controllers, Astrobot. VR Worlds, Everybody's Golf VR, Blood and Truth, and the VR Worlds bundle includes the headset, the camera, the adapter, and the and VR Worlds. So, let's see. I we talked about this. <laughs> I know a lot of people that use fourteen forty displays, not even just displays, monitors, because monitors work way better than just TVs. But, like I said, they, it looks like that they're just going backwards. Oh yeah, there's an update as well. If you weren't able to secure a PlayStation 5 pre-order, there will be uh, not unlimited stock, but there will be stock available on launch day, but this will only be available online. There will be none available in store and GameStop, Walmart, what have you. Like Everything will be online only, so please plan ahead. If you guys are interested and you still want to pre-order the PlayStation 5 even though you weren't able to, you'll 
you might have a chance on day one. So be sure you're just following this nonstop. We get a 12 minute uh, uh, video breaking down to improvements to gameplay, graphics, sound design, and even more on, De on Demon Soul. So, there's a performance mode that you could change 60 frames per second, dynamic 4K revolution, cinematic. The character creation mode is extremely robust and allows for players to customize some beautiful protagonist and for photo mode. And speaking of the photo mode, you'll also have several pre pre uh, several filters and options for composing the perfect shot. Also announced Demon's Souls will have a deluxe edition and only available on the PlayStation Store. But that's about it. It's not even anything here. Here is it. There's a detailed analysis on Digital Foundry. Let's check it out real quick. Yeah, same thing. It's not giving me anything different. Okay. I guess that was pretty short. So next. Dragon Quest 6, I think. I don't want to. Let me see. Is it Dragon Quest 6? Let me see. Uh, no, it's 14. Is it 14? No, it's not 14. Hold on. 6. Is it 6 or 14? I'm confused. Hold on. It's the it's the it's the latest uh, Dragon Quest that's coming out now, so I'm assuming it's six. It's six. No, it's the X is ten. Yeah, the X is ten, so it's eleven. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> the Dragon Quest Eleven Echoes of an Elusive Age. You can download the demo now, and I and I'm and I might take a look at this game if I enjoy the demo. I'll definitely get the game because it's only like forty bucks, which is which is like really cheap. So it seems like it's gonna be a short, a short game, not a full game, kind of, kind of similar to Miles Morales. So I'll definitely take a look at that. Okay, let's see. <laughs> uh, let's see what's this about. Nope. Okay. I'm going to read this on and, and let me see if you guys can kind of take a hint or guess what I'm trying to, what this next article is referring to. It's tough keeping a big secret and, and we really struggle to keep this one a surprise. But now it's official. Today we announced the Mass Effect Legendary Edition. We've heard for years your request for a Mass Effect remaster. So we're super happy to finally reveal that we've been working on a remastered edition of the Mass Effect Trilogy. This is coming from EA's, uh, EA.com. For many months now, our team at BioWare has been hard at work updating the textures, shaders, models, effects, and technical features of three enormous games. Our goal was not to make, to remake or reimagine the original games, but to modernize the experience so that fans and even new players alike can experience the original work in its best possible form ever. It's been truly amazing to see the adventures of Commander Shepard take on brand, a brand new life in super sharp resolution, faster frame rates, 
and beautiful visual enhancements. As game developers, we always hope that our games will transcend the original platforms. So, it uh, remastered, uh, the Legendary Edition will include single player based content and DLC for Mass Effect, Mass Effect 2, and Mass Effect 3, plus promo weapons, armors, and packs. All remastered and optimized for full K Ultra HD. It'll be available in spring of 2021 with Xbox One, PlayStation 4, PC with forward compatibility and target enhancement on the Series X, and then the PlayStation 5 coming later on in the uh, throughout next year. So I'm definitely looking forward to that as well. A remaster of the Mass Effect franchise. Alright. Here's even is Fortnite going around IO the uh bringing its game back on iOS but via a loophole? Let's find out. Epic Games Fortnite may be able to make a comeback on iOS via Nvidia's GeForce Now. And this is reported on GamesIndustry.biz. Nvidia developed a version of Cloud, we know about that, Cloud Gaming Streaming Service, da da da. Nvidia hasn't revealed. Okay. Okay. Uh, as far as Fortnite is concerned, the publication pointed out a possible caveat or workaround. Epic's Battle Royale hits may still be excluded from the portfolio of games uh, available on Apple devices from GeForce Now. Nvidia's not complimenting any new clients coming to the service. So I'm assuming it's not this article is not really giving me like any any specifics, but it looks like that they're kind of exploring other options to to bring it to iOS devices, GeForce Now, but they could do it via a web app, and that's the way Xbox is trying to bring Game Pass over to even more devices. So I guess we'll see. If there's any uh, official updates, but I'll definitely keep you guys up to date. Be sure to follow us and hit the notification bell now. Okay, or even follow follow us on social media. So next, Watchdogs publisher Ubisoft is currently investigating a potential leak as an online group claims to have released a source code for its latest game. The US Gaming reports that trans, uh, I'm sorry, ransomware ground known as Egregor appears to have leaked a source code for Watch Dogs Legion. The code is reportedly available to download on multiple private trackers weighing in at 560 gigabytes. A Ubisoft spokesperson told our sister site Eurogamer, we are aware of the group's claim that they're currently investigating a potential data security incident. Eurogamer claims to have obtained the data from Ubisoft internal networks and has also accessed the internal networks at Crytek, making the source code available, can have a range of effects, blah, 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 blah. so yeah, that's unfortunate news, that really sucks, and the game just literally just came out, and it's their entire source code, come on, so I'm sure legal action will definitely, will definitely hear of legal legality issues, or you know, letters, or what have you, Regarding this matter. Hmm. So speaking of Epic. Okay. 
esports uh, uh, epic and google hold on google is a judge rejects google's attempt to push epic's case to october 2022 fortnite firm has adjusted february 2021 as judge tells both companies to get quote unquote get moving uh, so Google's suggestion of dealing with the lawsuit it faces from Epic Games in two years' time has been rejected. Epic has suggested starting the case in February of 2021. The firm filed the lawsuit so back in August. We know about that. So that's just the latest update, I guess, in regards to Epic versus Apple versus Google. Triangle? <laughs> so yeah. So let's see. Pokemon Go. 2020 revenues estimated at $1 billion so far. And this is just this year. Tinted Towers estimates that Pokemon Go has already surpassed $1 billion in player spending so far this year. Revenues for the first 10 months of 2020 are 30% higher than the same time last year. And 11% higher than the entirety of 2019. Since its launch, Japan is second. Da, 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 da. But I'm surprised. This is actually surprising. That Pokemon in Pokemon Go is meant to be like a it's an AR type Pokemon game where you'll find Pokemon Go in the wild as you walk, as you explore new places, new parks, as Pokestops and what have you. But I'm surprised it just the number just I know it was gonna go up because everyone's at home, but this large of a number, it's phenomenal. <laughs> and this is the mobile market, so mobile games is definitely like picking up in the US, it's picking up, but in other countries like China, India, that mobile gaming is like higher than regular PC or console gaming there. Everyone has a smartphone, and I'm assuming that consoles and hardware is hard to come by. So, next. <laughs> This one's a little funny. Apple has devised a potential solution to toxic players spoiling multiplayer games for others by making them play only against one another. A new patent filing spotted by protocol details Amazon Technologies' proposal for a system that allows behavior aware player selection for multiplayer electronic games. This is reported on GamesIndustry.biz. The following was originally made in December 2017, but it seems to have been approved by the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office last month. The patent filing notes that traditional matchmaking systems often focus on grouping players based on skill level, but suggests there are other considerations to take into account. While players may enjoy competing with others of a similar skill level, such systems nay... I don't want to say natively. Naively? Assume that skill is the pro- hold on, give me a second. Oh, there we go. Naively. <laughs> it doesn't even look like, look that way. Assume that skill is the primary or only factor to players' enjoyment. Contrary to, its, uh, to this assumption, players' enjoyment may depend heavily based on behavior of other users with which they are paired, such as the pro- Clivity of other players to use profanity or engage in other undesirable behaviors. So this is actually like pretty nice because toxic toxicity in gaming should not exist 
and like toxicity in general should not exist at all like it's just entertainment why should you be so toxic and negative like it's just to have fun and just to take a break away from the real world and or, or what and like and so on that people just want to have fun and play games so it's good that Amazon is actually taking the initiative and introducing a new feature. Okay, let's see. What else do we have? Microsoft is phasing out peer-to-peer -peer voice connection between players in order to improve security for Xbox Live users. A Reddit user warned Xbox players to refuse random party invites in Rainbow Six Siege, which was recently added to Game Pass. Players can DDoS your network through this using your IP address if you join. The Reddit user said, Xbox engineer Bill Redman responded to this issue saying that Microsoft is aware of this problem and is already taking steps to fix it, which is great on them. Kudos. We're actually phasing out P2P voice connections for party chat completely, which we've been working on quite a bit in the background to stop this very problem. Reddit said, we've been ramping up a larger percentage of parties to be completely server-based week over week, so we don't have... So we don't make direct connections to other party members so they cannot see your IP and soon should have no more peer-to-peer -peer based parties. Redmond also said that the Xbox mobile app already uses this server-based approach to forming parties. Wow, I, I was not aware of this at all. That's nice on them. Okay. Let's see, Starfield Bethesda Software's next big role-playing game will be powered by an overhaul creation engine whose compatibilities will be a larger leap forward than the one seen from 2002's The Elder Scrolls 3, Morrowind and Xbox 2006 to The Elder Scrolls 3, Oblivion on the Xbox 360, according to Bethesda Game Studios creative director, Todd Howard. And a keynote appearance, see from rendering to animation to pathing to procedural generations i don't want to say everything but it's a significant overhaul howard told james bachelor of gamesindustry.biz it's taken us longer than we would have liked but it's go going to power everything we're doing with starfield and elder school six when people will see the results will hopefully be as happy as we are with what's on the screen and also how we can go about making our games. Both Starfield and Untitled and the Untitled next chapter of Elder Scrolls were announced during we know E3. Okay, that's about it. So I guess we'll move on to the next couple of news stories that we have left. We don't have that much left, folks. Uh, Microsoft initially began selling HoloLens 2 to enterprise customers back in late of 2019. But a broader rollout has taken quite some time. Earlier this year, the company began selling the headset directly to individuals. Now it's expanding the scope of sales to 15 more countries. Microsoft also announced today that the promised development edition of the headset, which in includes a $1,250 and free developer resources, is now available in the U.S., coming to more, even more countries by this year's end. HoloLens 2, we know about that, Microsoft AR headset. Microsoft explains regions to sell as HoloLens 2 to 15 new countries. Uh, Microsoft also announced that the HoloLens 2 developer edition package is now available in the United States, where you could, uh, while you could previously buy the, the device-only package for 3500 developer edition is the same price 
and it includes 1200 it includes the free developer tools okay so yeah that's good for people who want to create experiences and and just uh programs on that ecosystem okay next Stanford research shows VR users can be identified using only five minutes of motion data. And this is coming from roadtovr.com. Privacy in VR is an ever-growing issue, especially that all new Oculus accounts must log into Facebook with a real identity, which includes anyone who wants to use a Quest 2. Now, researchers at Stanford University have shown that they're able to reliably identify individuals after only a five-minute session in a standard consumer VR headset. As reported by Mixed In, researchers at Stanford devised a system that identifies uh, using a pool of 511 participants. Their system is said to be capable of identifying 95% of users correctly when trained on less than five minutes of of tracking data per person. Wow. Five minutes. So it means that we're going to have a lot more experiences too. A lot actually more in-depth VR experiences. So yeah. Speaking of VR, we're not done yet. This is another article from Remote to VR. Microsoft is collaborating with two companies, Analyze Devices and Sick AG, to create commercial devices using Azure Connects 3D Time of Flight Depth Technology launched in July 2019. Connect, we know about the Connect. Microsoft, both companies will manufacture and sell their products with analog devices taking the depth center silicon and a commercial depth camera module and aiming at aiming it at consumer electronics. Uh, we are excited about the momentum we are seeing in mixed, rea- in mixed reality and stronger ROI. That our customers are achieving with HoloLens 2 and Azure Mixed Reality Services, Microsoft says today's announcement will help to scale the breadth and impact of our mixed reality platform. The usual business jargon, but haven't heard Azure in quite some time, even way before Connect. <laughs> it's good that these are making the rounds again, and who knows, this might be even a leap that the VR needs with all these uh, technologies and different companies actually uh, innovating and creating new new and ever-growing experiences. Well, okay, hold on. I have something else coming from Road to VR. It looks like I missed one. The Linux R-1, the upcoming standalone M1 headset has been delayed to, to late 2020, but a new update from the company says that they're targeting a lower price and now including ultra leap hand tracking. In a recent live stream, Link's founder Stan Lorak shared progress on the company's upcoming MR headset, which is being designed designed with AR pass through and VR capabilities in mind. Headset was first revealed earlier this year, said to include Snapdragon XR2 eye tracking and novel optics. The company expected the Linux R1 headset to begin shipping by the summer. Priced at $1,500 and had begun accepting partial deposit pre-orders. As of this week, the company announces a small batch of prototypes are being sent out to partners. The first batch of production, Unit R, won't be shipped until late 2020. Coronavirus pandemic was one of the reasons, of course. 
Let's also share the hazard with the included Ultra Ultra Leap Gemini hand tracking. Then latest render renders and prototype of the Linux R1 now shows a new spot on the front, which he says in an infrared alumin illuminator for the hand tracking system. Ultra Leap's hand tracking is recognized as perhaps the best commercially available hand tracking solution. I'm not gonna really go in depth in this, but if you guys want to check that out, you could easily search the Linux MR headset. But it's nice that there's a lot of different companies innovating. I told the Samsung, Microsoft, there are other other companies working to bring, uh, working trying to improve upon if you aren't trying to uh, bring the best abilities that it can be. Okay. So if you get everyone's, if you get your for your apps on if there's X and S, everything that you had on on the previous generation will be available on this next on this next generation of consoles, including Apple TV. And also, if you guys ordered the Xbox Series S or X from Walmart, I've heard reports that a good amount of consumers or people have already received their consoles. So if you guys have received them. Kudos on you. Test it out. Let us know your thoughts. Let us know your uh, your reviews, and we will and and we'll have them featured on our reader mail episode or on our on our on a special segment of the show. And Fortnite will 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 be available day one on the Xbox Series X, S, and the PlayStation Five. Okay, what's this? Okay, so we have the soft opening week for Watch Dogs Legion and Pikmin 3. Uh, da -da 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 -da. So, let's see. Ubisoft Watch, uh, Watch Dogs Legion was the big game of the week, but I had to settle for number two in the charts behind FIFA 21. Physical game sales are 50%, 54% lower at launch compared with what Watch Dogs 2 managed in 2016. However, digital downloading has accelerated rapidly ever since 2016. Uh, elsewhere, Pikmin 3 Deluxe for Nintendo Switch lands at number 7. And FIFA 21 is still at number 1. Animal Crossing is at number 3. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is at number 4. Minecraft on the Switch is at number 5. And Super Mario 3D also is at number 6. This is the UK uh, charts if you, if you weren't aware. And now, okay, let's see. We also have The Witcher. It's not really gaming related, but it kind of is because this is based on a video game franchise. The Witcher production on season two has halted due to multiple COVID-19 diagnoses. Netflix hit series The Witcher is the latest production to shut down due to multiple positive COVID-19 tests. Reported by the deadline, there are four positive corona cases amongst on set crew for The Witcher 3 and Netflix is now doing an isolated round of testing for everyone involved in the show. None of those impacted are far from forecast, including da -da -da, uh, including Henry Cavill, Anya Kalotra, and Freya Allen, and those who have been affected have been isolated. Once it's safe to resume production, Netflix will get the season 2 cameras rolling once again. Just kudos on them as well. And I'm assuming that's it. But let me see if we missed anything or is there any like 
uh, news stories that are happening now as we are live. So I'm going to take a look at that. I'm not seeing anything. Look, nothing really breaking. Well, there is actually some news that for those of you listening in the US, Joe Biden has been confirmed as the as as the nominee that that has won the 2020 presidential election. So I'm not this is, I'm not getting political about it, but it's just like I, I wasn't like I didn't I I went out and voted myself early like a month ago. Uh, as soon as we were able to vote early, I voted early. This way, I get out of the way and have my vote counted. And I will say that a lot of people voted this year, and like a good majority of them were mail-in ballots, which is kudos on them for everyone, everyone that has voted. And then let's see. I'm not seeing anything, but let's check my emails. I usually get a good amount of emails there. Let's see. Yeah, I'm not seeing anything here. And nothing breaking at the moment. If there is, we'll just, you know, we'll discuss it on a future episode of the show, or we'll simply kind of talk about it on social, on Twitter. Okay. Um, I guess that's it. So... If you want to be a part of our reader mail segment, here's how. We want to know your feedback, your thoughts, and even any questions you may have for us by sending us reader mail on our Discord server, by leaving a voice note over at anchor.fm backslash the impact play, or even by sending us an email to reader mail at impactplay.com. And we even have a brand new segment dubbed the Creator Spotlight, where we highlight an amazing creator on the show that has reinvented or even repurposed everyday items based around video games. And if you wish to be featured, simply reach out to us on Discord or via email to creatorspotlight at impactplay.com. So, before we end the stream here, we guys, please, we if you guys uh, want to help support us, help us grow, help us reach even more people, we need to reach affiliate level. All you need are the views. So simply share this podcast, share this the Twitch channel with everyone that you know, everyone that you your friends and your family that you know will benefit from listening to this podcast or this live experience. And and we'll we can definitely help this podcast reach out to even more people, to even more countries, to people all around the world. So Again, thank you guys so much for making the input play a part of your day. If you wish to join a community server over on Discord, be sure to enter exclamation Discord in chat now. And you could also be a part of the show by leaving a voice over at anchor.fm access to impact play. So leave us a review or even a rating on your favorite podcast platform. Thank you guys so much. Have a great one. Stay positive, stay humbled, and stay blessed. Take care, guys. Until next time.